season two. We are back out here on the porch. Cannot wait. It's in the U.S. Open week. Man, going to be fun to watch all the golf out there from Tory. We'll figure out what the hell Peacock is and how you can get it. And maybe hopefully uh, allow your friends to, uh, to, to share like a Netflix password this week. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the Brooks versus Bryson rivalry. And uh, kind of figure out, you know, where we're at with that. What makes it tick? Is it good for the game? We'll have some differing opinions on that. We might talk a little bit about uh, home construction and uh, making some, making a, uh, a nice little golf uh, paradise there in, in, in your backyard eventually later on here today, too. We'll get into our, our picks for the week, who we think could win it, who we think, what we think need, what you need to do to win it. We're going to talk Phil and his great win at Kiowa and, and what he could do to maybe bring home the bacon here and win the career grand slam at the age of 51, just turned 51 yesterday. Uh, so Phil's a big favorite there. Um, and all things here at the U.S. Open Week, proud to be joined by my buddies, James Kearns and the cat Adam Jarvis. So it's going to be a good one. We are glad to have you guys back. Season two gets kicked off now. You guys know what to do. If it's in the evening, grab the drink. If it's in the, in the morning, grab the coffee, Phil style. And definitely grab it Phil style because it is a U.S. Open week and we're back here on the porch. We're here out here on the porch, the inaugural season two episode. And what better way to do it than to, uh, to have the golf, golf nerds uh, unite here for a U.S. Open preview. I can't think of a better way. Um, so I've got a uh, we got James the uh, the guru, and then I got the cat Jarvis here with me. How you guys doing? What's going on, fellas? Can't couldn't be better. It's an open week. I know you guys are pumped about it. Um, yeah. I mean, what a great time in sports. We got the U.S. Open. You've got hockey playoffs. You got college baseball World Series. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got Olympic trials coming up for the Olympics. I mean, there's just like a bunch of like obscure sports that you don't normally watch that are just all like coming to a tee at once. And, and 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 like you said, coming to the coming to the culmination to the peak, it's like, you know, no one watches hockey during the. I mean, I don't watch hockey during the winter, but but I might turn it on here at the end of the season. You know, playoff hockey so exciting. I, I don't know a damn thing about hockey, but playoff yeah. hockey this is there and keep you up until midnight watching it. Yeah, it will. <laughs> and especially when we're written on the Islanders against the Bruins there uh, a couple series ago. Shout out to Gibbs there. We will not keep you up till eleven o'clock. <laughs> I definitely will. Uh, <laughs> it won't keep you up when you're getting up at six, right, Jamie? Dude, when that when that alarm clock goes off at five a.m., yeah, I don't know that you're staying up till eleven. I, I've got a little tiny human alarm clock that goes off at five a.m. every morning. But the other night, the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and Avalanche game was just like electric and went into you know overtime and everything. And like, yeah, I was up until twelve thirty watching that stupid game. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you got the little alarm clock that woke you up at five still. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, hey, well, you know what? A good positive note is is that uh, if you're going to open coverage, you can start, you know, kind of snooze a little bit since we're out on the yeah, west, coast, out west coast. Yeah, that's kind of nice. You know, we'll we'll take that's that. Absolutely awesome. Take that it's for all, damn sure. Almost as cool as like whenever you'd have. You know, like the the British Open or something, like the Open, not the British Open. Um, but whenever you'd have oh, that, they'll get you, you that. Like, they'll get oh, you that. Absolutely, one. yeah. The the PC police will come at you. Yep. But like whenever you were in college and you come stumbling home from the bar at like three a.m. and then you'd have live golf on, it was incredible. 
and, and when it's the open at that, yeah, it doesn't get yeah, any better a lot than of that. Major golf. Yeah. Major golf when you wake up at six AM. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all right. Or or three AM if it's the first first or second day, you know. I'm pretty excited though. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys have figured it out yet, but how the how the hell to get Peacock? I was about I didn't do it yet. I think it would have been worthy of, of how to get this Peacock thing. Uh, do you have it? I don't know what that is. I do not have it. It's like NBC streaming service, and it's like, come on, like really? So are, are they, they have to watch are the they requiring you to have that to see like some of the opening rounds? Is that how they're doing it? Oh yeah, like the first. I think the initial start times of what at like nine forty five, nine thirty, those are on Peacock, and then finally around twelve thirty, they come over to Golf Network. Uh, okay, that's annoying. Yep, yep. That's not really was not 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 good. But uh, I'm I'm wondering how many free trials of Peacock we're going to see here in the next uh, week and a half. Yeah, I'd say quite a bit. I mean, it's yeah. the same thing ESPN did with ESPN Plus during the PGA a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, though, Cat, at least with the ESPN Plus, at least you get like the super regionals in baseball. At least you get, you know, games during football and, and, you know, during, you get games during football and basketball season for college. Like, but for this, this is literally like the all, only time all you, you would want Peacock has. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And, and at least with the ESPN Plus, they did like that bundle where you got like, you know, Hulu, Disney, and ESPN all for like 12 bucks a month or something. It's like, okay, I, I can, I can quantify that. That's okay. Peacock, what the hell am I going to use Peacock for? Other than like watching the early rounds of this tournament. Maybe binge The Office. That's the only thing I could think. The only yeah, other I mean, thing I could think. That just, I don't need to pay for that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not paying. I'm not paying to binge The Office. No, I, I think we can go to it how you want, uh, whenever you want. Yeah. Well, guys, who the hell? Who has time to binge watch shows anymore? <laughs> That's true. Hey, when you work from home, you got a lot more time than you think you have. <laughs> yeah, I came I came in late to that game, as you guys know. But um, so let's let's uh let's kind of take two off the first tee, two off the first tee here first. Um, kind of get it rolling to the bigger topics, and I think uh first place we kind of have to start is um the uh the, the feud, the rivalry of the moment. Um, is it good for the game? Is it not for good for the game? The uh, the behemoths themselves, Bryson versus Brooks. Uh, what what do you guys think on that? Let's kind of let's kind of pontificate on that big old rivalry there between those two two big old dudes there. Pontificate. Hey, I went there, Jarv. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a GRE word right there, bud. <laughs> that's more surprising than the feud between these guys. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree. I hear you. <laughs> I, I liked it. I, I like the vernacular there, bud. Hey, man, I've been I've been in there you know like bevy of guys yeah hey just trying to improve the scramble game and and scrabble game as well you know i like it um what what's that the spelling and uh or origin there please (laughs) can you use it in a sentence uh pontificate upon the uh bryce versus brooks rivalry there jamie Uh, i mean it's good for the game Obviously, it, you know, it, people are talking about it on every major sports outlet out there. I mean, ESPN's covering it nonstop. It's given the Golf Channel a ton of traction. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, it's obviously good for the game. Um, Do, I, I, interesting point, Jarv. Interesting point. I, I, I have something <laughs> in behind of that, but I'll say first, too. 
Uh, I was just thinking, like, I mean, definitely that video that came out uh, at the PGA. Like, Brooks's disdain for Bryson was just so evident. So we're like, I, at first, I kind of thought this might be like one of those like all the rivals, uh, just for like air quote it, yeah, air quote it, yeah, air quote that. Um, but after seeing that video and. Uh, Brooks being like that visibly upset just by like Bryce's voice. And we all we all know people who like their voices get on our nerves and yeah, like you fucking talk and it's like, God damn it. Uh <laughs> you can edit that out, sorry. Sorry out there. <laughs> sorry, people to this. Uh, That's probably what Brooks thought when Bryson uh, walked by. That's literally what he thought. Yep. I mean uh, literally just his presence walking by with his big dumb metal cleats on like it's just he saw it written all over his face how pissed he was click, just that he was click, there click, click, like, which is funny I mean if I'm Bryson I love that right and like, he, just literally and he me, did. me walking past you yeah of course you love that and it put him and in that he, like you know adds on with the tweets and like you know I'm, all, I'm living rent free in your head which is like the lamest diss ever but Bryson's a nerd you expect him to have really lame disses like you know he, he's he's <laughs> he probably so nerd, bad at no doubt shit. no doubt like yeah like oh yeah well, I, I had more protein than you yesterday. Like, that's it's probably his big diss. Like, I don't know. He's a dweeb. Hey, I think he did have a diss about, like, uh, you know, how, how much I can do on the dumbbells. So, I mean, not that far off there for Mr. Bryson. Uh, I also saw that he, he was, like, hating on Brooks for not having a six-pack or something like that. And then Brooks <laughs> tweeted back a picture of his four the major four, tro- yep, trophies right. and was like, you know, too shy of a six-pack. So, Dang. Okay, that's a good comeback. I'll it is a that. good one. Like, I give Brooks one. a ton of credit for that one. I give <laughs> Brooks a ton of credit for... Uh, I, I'm honestly going to give him a little, a little bit more credit than I even want to for the whole, uh, if you chirp at him, I'll give you free beer. thought that was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, I will say this. I kind of think Brooks and I heard David Duvall say this, and I think it's interesting. He said, is Brooks attracting the wrong eyeballs to the game? Because he kind of has this air about him where he's better than the game. He, I'm, I don't practice. I don't play when I'm not, not playing tournaments. I'm too cool for the game. I mean, he's Whereas here. Bryson kind of comes at it from a perspective of, I think it's good, we're chirping, we're bantering. And I also heard him say something, too, that I thought was really interesting and I liked. When they asked him about the Ryder Cup, he said, well, we're on the same team, this will be totally different. And I kind of loved hearing that um, from, from Bryson, especially, you know, because that is going to be a big deal come Ryder Cup time, for sure. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think Bryson says that because – he truly does have respect for the game. I mean, the fact that he's getting everything down to a science and you know, he's just looking at the physics of the golf swing and the, the physics of how the ball comes off the face. I mean, he's a dweeb, but applying it to, you know, something that he truly does love and respect. Brooks is just a douche. I mean, we said that all along. Yep. He, he, yeah, he's an athlete. Yeah, he smacks the ball. Yeah, he's got a supermodel girlfriend. I mean, there's a million reasons we, we can all hate him. And it's probably because we're all a little bit jealous. But, I mean, he's a douche at the end of the day. He, he is, but you know what, the dude, like you said, Jarv, there are there are a lot of reasons to kind of like him as well. Uh, another one, father, West Virginia Wesleyan guy, so we got a little state connection. There's always a West Virginia connection, you know. But I, when when you talk about when you talk about Brooks, and I, I don't know, man, there's just something about kind of the way he approaches everything that just comes off as just rather douchey. Even like the like you said, you know, he always has that. And then you talk about like in the final round there against Phil. Like when he was kind of complaining about the crowd, like and everything about that, I was like, "Come on, man, that's just a little too much." And then I think kind of egging on 
the fans to get involved in the rivalry against Bryson. A little bit of an unfair shot there for Brooks because he knows that he's going to dominate that arena. Yeah. And again, it goes back to the fact that he's a douche. <laughs> hey, the fact that he's, he's getting mad about, you know, fans whenever Phil's walking up the 18th. Like, yeah, dude, like Phil's been around a lot longer than you have. Like, yeah, you have your four majors. Like, you're a really good golfer. But it's, it's Phil. I mean, Phil, yeah, Phil overshadows Brooks eight days of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Hundred percent. However, comma that scene also got uh, a little. Uh, that, uh, as far as golf is concerned, you've never seen a scene like that where the where fans got that close to where like they were bumping into like the players, and like that player safety. I don't know, like especially Brooks coming off of a knee surgery. Like I don't know, I'd be fucking spazzed out a little too. <laughs> yeah. I can see it, and you know what that's else, ton, too? That's a ton of people. Like, how how many times have you ever been in a crowd that big, not being walking up eighteen, like trying to still go putt, and you're like, I hate this. <laughs> I can see it. I mean, yeah. I see it too. But like from a fan's perspective, like seeing all those fans like crowding around coming up eighteen on the heels of you know a twenty twenty year that we didn't have any fans, any anything, like. I'm watching that thinking like, oh yeah, we're back, baby. Like, like we crowds are back. are back, sports are back. <laughs> like, screw Corona, it's dead. Like, whether that's the case or not, like just seeing that was like, oh yeah, like we are full on 100% back. Like, I don't know if Brooks got his little feelings hurt or was afraid that his knee was going to get a boo boo. So be it. But I mean, that was so cool. Yeah, it kind of it kind of took away from a little bit of his too cool persona to kind of have that reaction. I thought like. Come on, Brooks. You're, you you kind of talk about being, you know, all about atmospheres and other sports, and then you've got one somewhat similar to this in golf, where it's just like you said, Jarb. We are we are fucking back at that point in time, and and we were. And Phil winning and, and it. At 50, you want to talk about cool? Like like Brooks, you're too cool for school. Cool is the man with custom Allen Evans gator skin shoes and some aviators <laughs> hitting bombs walking up beside you. That man is the epitome of cool. That man not only plays on golf courses but owns golf courses and owns vineyards and everything else. And he was banging the supermodel long before you were. So like yeah. Phil was cool before Brooks was cool. So have some respect for the game and respect for the guys kicking your ass beside you. Absolutely, I, I love it, Jarv. Well said. A hundred percent. Can't. I don't think you can say it any better. The fact that, hey, by the way, today's birthday uh, is for Mr. Phil. So, Phil having the birthday, he's back home, he just won. Do we, do we give him Bonds. any chance? Do we give him any chance this week? I mean, absolutely, he's got a chance. I mean, he knows you know, this place better than anybody. He does. The U.S. Open has always, you know, kind of eluded him a little bit. But, I mean, I don't know. Now he's got as good as, good a chance as ever, I'd say, which is crazy to say it, you know, 50-something years old. But... <laughs> it's, it's true, but he looks different than he looked like 15 years ago. There you yeah, go he, back lost, back. he lost the man boobs. <laughs> he did lose the man boobs, dude. Is it the same? Would it be the same thing as the Tiger Slam if Phil goes back, wins this, wins the British, and then wins the Masters next year? Isn't that what Tiger did? Uh, oh, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, in the it, Tiger it, Slam or whatever. It would be called the Phil Slam at that point if he does that at 51. I love Tiger, but I think that's the Phil Slam at that point in time. It's the lefty loop. <laughs> the lefty loop. That's what we should call it. Let's like trade it. that. T-shirts are on the way. T- that merch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, you know, Phil, Phil kind of doing what he did there 
at Kiowa was was unprecedented, kind of totally unexpected, and I don't think anybody in their right mind had it had it pegged or had it picked. Um, you know, and if you did, while well, you came away feeling pretty good, I'll be honest, got it on Saturday afternoon after he hit that shot into three and rode the wave the rest of the way. Um, but I wonder what you guys, what you guys fellas are thinking here in terms of some bets coming up for this week. What are we kind of thinking? Um, you know, what's your kind of your top play at the moment? All right. So I've got a question about bets because there's an odds boost here on the DraftKings, and it's back to the, back to the Brooks Bryson bullshit. So they they're giving you basically who's going to finish better, Brooks or Bryson, straight up odds plus one ten. So who who goes lower, Brooks or Bryson? Uh, it's bro. some some Bryson. background. Bryson. ESPN poll: seventy three percent say that Brooks will finish better. Um, but according to Vegas, if you do it straight up, not with the odds boost, uh, Bryson is the favorite. Uh, I'm taking Bryson. No way. I'm taking right, Bryson so playing out of that rough. Is what I'm taking. Bro, it de- also okay. I will rephrase that. It depends on their draw. And what the distance is. Hmm. Okay. So you're saying you're saying whoever gets whoever gets out there on the course at the right time, uh, the first two rounds, hundred percent. Did you all see the thing about? Like, I guess Brad Faxon reported it that the USGA reached out to Bryson's agent to see if he and Brooks would be interested in playing together in the opening rounds, and Bryson like declined it and said he you know wasn't interested in doing that. No doubt. Hey, you know what? I don't Bryson, blame him because he's because he would not be he would be totally against the entire crowd at that point in time. He would. He'd have everyone yelling, you know, Go Brooksy! Brooksy! the entire time, one hundred percent. But how soft of that is the USGA to ask? Well, just do it. Open. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, if it's a John Deere Classic, then okay, you can ask him who he wants to be paired with, and you know, maybe he doesn't want to play if he's playing with Brooks. It's a U.S. Open. You pair him with his whoever you want to pair him with, and he's going to play because it's a major. I hey, mean, they don't ask you on Saturday or Sunday if you want to play with that person. You know, I, I agree that if they get paired together, that the crowd is just going to be fully backing Brooks. And Bryson's the younger crowd so will, that will be probably affect uh, them. The, the younger, younger crowd, crowd yeah. will. I, I think some of the older crowd I, might back Bryson, though. I, 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 yeah, I think, uh, especially with Beast Gambo being from California, like he's a California boy. I, I disagree with the fans there being behind Brooks 100%. I think it might be the other way around. It will be the, the vocal minority will be for Brooks. That's right, Jarv. And the vocal minority at a golf at a golf event is enough all you to hear. disagree with him, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good point. Very, very good point. Is that the baby monitor? Well, hello, Sophia. Yeah, she's starting to wake up a little bit, so I got my <laughs> assistant with me. <laughs> hey, we'll 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 take her. She's your producer. Yeah, exactly. My my dog's my producer, so we Jamie. You need to get one there too. I'm sure you have something. You know. I'm looking at my grass that needs to be cut because it probably hasn't been cut in a month and a half, and I don't have a mower right this second. So, there hmm. you get you. Yeah. That's hey, fine. man. Well, just just relax until you get that mower then. Yeah. <laughs> does your Does your grass look like the rough right now out at, out at Tory? Uh, if it were thicker in some spots, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you're, right. uh... you're not to that. You're not to that British Open uh, SQ yet. 
in your yard? Well, we, we've got some, actually, like, I was just looking at it and noticing it. We have a nice little layer of fescue trying to come in here uh, in the back, and it, I kind of dig it. I'm trying to decide <laughs> if I want to put it down like the rest of the yard. I, I, just build a pot bunker and call it, you know. Yeah. Dude, I, you you joke, but I have uh, about I have a half an acre out front that's just like wide open, uh, and then I have two point two acres behind me that <laughs> I'm gonna definitely make me a little like hole, scam hole. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Part three is coming right now to the to the Kearns residence for sure. Hundred percent. There's going to be a little part three. Absolutely. I you would. might even get two holes at that rate. Yeah, I could. Well, I don't know about two holes, but I could definitely get me like a scam hole like through these woods. It'd be pretty tight, but it'd be also pretty fun. It'd be like that some guy's backyard or whatever. I don't know if you follow that IG. Uh, but I, I yeah. do remember seeing that. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. He built like little par three, little par three course. Very cool. I wonder how, I mean, like, you know, if you're if you're talking about this and really doing it, how long do you think it would take you to actually build this hole there, James? A single <laughs> hole? Yeah. I mean, what kind of grass am I trying to put down? You're, you're keeping your SQ. You know. is, it, is it just going to be an artificial map? Like, am I going to have a hot bunker beside it? Like, there's a oh, lot. Well, <laughs> that, that question entails a lot. It's a loaded question. It is. It is. <laughs> well, hey, let's put it. You can always redesign the hole as you continue to, you know, evolve through the years. Your game, you need a little work out of the bunker, put the bunker down there, put the pot bunker. You need to work on your, uh, your play out of the uh, SQ rough, grow it up, you know, just, you got a lot of options there. Yeah. I'm trying to just, I'm trying to put a hitting bay into this barn we have out back at some point just so I can hit in the winter. Yeah, you're going to have a full, you're going to have a, a full, uh, on, uh, course and set up there. Where, is the putting green coming soon, soon as well? I mean, I have the one downstairs already, but yeah, there's going to be a nice little putting green. <laughs> the joys of home ownership there, my friend, right? You yeah. got to do this, this Steve Stricker, wherever he has like the semi trailer, just like haul it out out of the side and turns it into a hitting bed with heaters for the wintertime in Wisconsin. Yeah. I like it. I like it. William Hill, right. America, number one sports book. All for it. All for it, James. I think you should do it. My bet is that you will eventually – you'll have at least two holes, a par three and maybe like a nice little uh, – another like little par three coming back with the, with the bay in the barn. Uh, I like it. I think you can pull it off. And isn't that the meaning of life? We're always chasing one of two holes. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. What a lot. That was – that was – uh. That was almost a walk off right there, Jar. Yeah. That's I'll give that one to you. Yeah. Been... yeah. All well, right, so... back to bets. <laughs> back to bets here. So um kind of just looking at the looking at the field, guys. I mean, do you have anything in there yet other than the uh your your Brooks Bryson uh boosted thing there, Jar? Um, um yes. So uh, a couple things. One Look at strokes gained putting on Poana Greens. So we were playing on on Poana this weekend, right? Yeah. Um, Patrick Reed, Xander Shoffley, and John Rom are the top three strokes gained putting on Poana. Hmm. Um, John Rom playing really good after his you know little COVID conundrum there at Jack's tourney. 
I feel like he has to be a favorite. favorite. Um, in fact, I think he literally is the favorite. Yeah, I don't think he is the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. P. Reed, I saw him earlier. He's plus 2,500. I mean, nobody wants to bet on Patrick Reed, but if there's anybody that knows his way around some you know, tight lies and bad rough, it's P. Reed. Ooh. And then you got to think about it, too. I mean, he won out here in January at the Farmers, so he's got some recent history of playing well at Torrey as well. Yeah, and didn't he, isn't this the tournament he had some yes. rough bullshit, too? Yes, it was, Jar. Exactly. No this doubt. was the tournament. However, comma, you can't necessarily use, like, Farmers. True. Like results and the U.S. Open, it's just like I mean, two oh. different tournaments, like rough sizes. Like, uh, although, I, I although why people want to do that? Yeah, but I will say though, Tiger always performed well out there when it was the Buick, and then he won an 08 at the same course. So I mean, at least you know the course. There's some similar shots. Now, granted, like you said, it's you know you're playing in the last week of june versus playing in january and then just what the usg usga does to the course but i mean still if you know your way if you know your way around a golf course you know your way around a golf course all yeah. right so using that logic mark leishman has four career top 10s at tory pines uh top 10 finish this weekend would be plus 500 i have him as the top as the top 10 bet so i i'm all in for that i like that I'm 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 all for that. All right. Um, top top lefty. Uh, the, the Vegas favorite is actually Garrick Higo. Ooh, um, interesting. But fresh still, off that win at the Congre there last weekend. Yeah, um, that's probably why he's the favorite. But yep. still, right right behind him at plus three hundred. Just as a lefty, I have to go with the lefty and Phil. I mean, ah, I'm I, I honestly don't think he gets it done this week. I mean, that just that'd be asking a lot. But like. Hey, I, just, I like Phil top to. ten though. Can I? It, what's the, it, this is top lefty prop bet? Yeah, dude, give me Brian Harmon all day long. And yeah, so Brian Harmon was third in the list. He's like plus five fifty, I think, or like plus six fifty. I remember seeing earlier. Hundred percent would take that. Wow, I, I might. But but he's such a short knocker, and it's a long course. Uh, but he's a short knocker, and you don't want to be in the rough. So he's just going to hit it dead straight. And he's really good at approach shots. And his history at Torrey Pines is actually sneaky good. He's real good in majors, too. As much as I don't like all of 5'5", five five Brian Harmon. What do you got against the 5'5", five five guy? You're giving him 5'5"? Five five? Okay. All right. I'm going to give him 5'5". Five five. Like, he's, uh, he's definitely top lefty this week. All right. So you talked about someone who hits a straight. Look at the most accurate off the tee so far this year on the tour. You have Abe Answer. Uh, oh, Webby Simpson, former U.S. Open winner in California. Yep. And yep. Co- Corey Connors. So the three of those have the top driving accuracy on the tour this year. And so, I think all three of those are probably good, even outright bets. I'd sprinkle some. Hey, you can get Corey Connors here, round one, top five for plus 1,100. Ooh. I bet. Probably a little something on that. Yeah, that's, that's actually not a bad uh, little pick there. Yeah, we'll throw um, 20 at it. There was another prop bet I saw, top former U.S. Open winner. Hmm. Um, so, obviously, DJ Brooks, Bryson, those are the big three on that one. Um, I kind of like Justin Rose. I was about to say, what is Justin Rose's odds and what is Webb's odds? Uh, Webb, I don't know, on – Top former winner, I don't know what his odds are. He was like plus 4,000 outright. 
Um, but I'd have to go back and look at that top like former winner. Stuff. Yeah, probably. Hmm. He hit, hits it straight, plays good in California. I mean, it's a hell I think Lobo's not a bad pick at all. I like it. I, I could see it being a pretty good little play there to go with Webbo. He's been playing well this year. Uh, I've got another one here for you, fellas. Top Asian, Sung JM plus three hundo. Ooh, I'm going to. Oh, haven't talked about him. Talked about. Him. Sorry. Uh, see what? And he's a random no name that no U.S. people are going to know. His odds are pretty high, but he's a uh, one of those. Throw a dart on the wall and maybe get lucky as a Chan Kim. Where did you find that one? Yeah. <laughs> Doing that research, bud. But he's at like plus 750 or something. To, or to uh, win it outright would be like 75 G's. It's uh, like me throwing money on, on Tyler to win it at the PGA, Colette. But like even a top 20 flyer or a top 10, but definitely on like maybe a top Asian. Like true, probably aren't that bad. No, not at all. Yeah. Jarb, your your Abe answer would bring back five thousand dollars off of a one hundo spot. Yeah, that, that'd be a good weekend. That'd be a great weekend. I, I think you'd be a good okay weekend. Hey, I kind of yeah. like Max Homa out here, guys. Yeah, I think he could. I think he can make some noise this week. Uh, Cali guy, you know, has a win this year. Feeling confident. He seems rather loose in some of the stuff I've seen him in this week. And then Sam Burns as well, you know, who was playing really well before he had that little injury. I could see the former LSU Tiger maybe maybe pulling it off. Both those guys are at plus 7,000. Could be interesting. What about uh, – and he's got way worse odds than that, but a UCLA guy won a PGA in California last year, Colin Morikawa. Uh, possibly. I could, I could see, see that. This thing. I could too. I think it's a good matchup for him, kind of a good fit. He's at plus 1,600. Granted, we're also granted we're also using me and Jamie know this. This book is probably not as accurate as uh, most everyone else's are. Yeah, no doubt <laughs> for the call bots here. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, uh, I've got another name for you guys, real quick here. What about old Will Zalatoris? I Think like. He's got that. a shot to sneak around there. I do. He still has to get a W to get his tour card for next year. I mean, yeah, he played so good, but he still has to get a W. He what a better time to get it than now! Oh, it's crazy. He doesn't have what. He doesn't have status on either tour, technically. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he, he literally has to get a W to get exempt. But he can play the Masters, though. <laughs> top five. In, but yeah, he can, he can play the Masters next year. <laughs> hey, you can get him at plus 700 to make top five. I kind of like that. I don't hate that. No, not at all. What? Uh, um, I've got the couple or a few, like, top tens and an outright that's probably a little – not necessarily dark horse, but what about a Harris English and a Charlie Hoffman top ten? Hmm. Both both have pretty good uh, – Charlie Hoffman's got great history at Torrey. He's and not, then Harris English played pretty well last week before he kind of fell apart the last three or four holes. That's what I'm thinking is, like, Harris English has been playing pretty good lately. He's pretty good putter on Poe. He hits the ball straight. Like, and he's, I feel like he's always lurking at a major. Yeah, and he and he is always lurking at a major. That's a that's a real good one there, Jamie. I I'm trying to find him in the lexicon of guys here. Um, lexicon. Lane just bringing out all the hey, big words today. Man, I, big GRE words. 
He's got the master's for a reason. I am, fellas. Yeah, it's, it's man using that master's degree today. They're, they're just flowing at this point in time, as are the drinks. So it's it's working well. Um, I can't no, find them. No free ads. I'm uh, sipping on that high noon. Oh yeah, there you go. A little pineapple. No, the black cherry. Okay, solid, solid choice, solid choice. Uh, it's okay. It's probably right now. It's probably like five of six. Oh, five of six on the high news. Yeah. Well done. Well done, sir. I hope everyone else no, is drinking. I, no free ads. Hey, I've, like I've got a little lot. Tito's in my glass right now, but you know. I, per- I personally like the. Uh, I do like the pineapple. I really like the watermelon. The I'm a big fan of the peach, actually. Uh, the peach is too peachy for me. Amanda really likes it. The peachy. Hey, and I found Harris English, by the way. He's at plus six, 6,600. For a top 10? No, for to win it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a little much to win. Um, I got another name here for you fellas, though. And, and when I say it, I've got two of them here. The first one is our boy, Tony fucking female i can see him doing it top 10 outright plus 2500 i think female this could be the this could be the weekend he plays he plays well he's always around it he puts well on poana i he's long i think he could hit out of the rough I just feeling tony female and then the other one <clears throat> scotty scheffler i feel like he's been playing well this year in some big events I feel like he's a us open type major type winner in terms of his talent you can see Scotty Scheffler winning this thing. Yeah. Plus, be like, Webo, Webo when he won at Olympic Club or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that would be Scheffler's first win as well. First win on tour? Yeah, he has not won on tour yet. Just like a mute. Yeah, kind of kind of wild. I mean, I could I could see it. I could see both of those guys uh, coming through. Got one other name here, Jamie. Two other names, actually. Three actually, we'll go with three. Um, DB straight vibing plus three thousand five hundo. He's not played well this year, but I could. I I don't know for some reason I feel like he's he's eventually going to win a major. We got Justin Rose at four thousand, Paul Casey at four thousand, and then Shane Lowry at three thousand five hundred. For some reason, Paul Casey feels like a decent play this week. Then he was going to be my dark horse outright that I was about to talk about. So really, so well, tell me why then. I mean, he's like once again lurks around some majors. Hasn't, mm-hmm. hasn't won that big one yet, so that I don't know if that's going to hold him back. But I think he's old enough and wise enough at this point to just kind of go with the flow, kind of like a Lee Westwood has yep. been, <laughs> has been lately. Are you cautious to the fact that the last five U.S. Opens belong to long hitters? You got DJ Brooks, Gary Woodland, and Bryson. Mm. Does that change your opinion? I don't think so because of the courses they won on. Hmm. I mean, this one's going to be pretty long, though. Yeah. And, and the, the rough's going to be pretty, I mean, pretty crazy. So it's a hell of a lot easier to get a wedge out of it than, you know, a seven iron. Especially a wedge with a seven iron shaft in it. I feel you. However, <laughs> it's where's like, the comma, man? However, comma. That's that's your thing. Come on. However, comma. <laughs> there is a 
difference in what kind of lie you draw on the rough. And it's not like Paul Casey doesn't hit the ball far. No, I mean, even the short guys hit it long by average Joe standards. Mm-hmm. But and Paul Casey's not a short guy. He's just not a long guy. He's just an average guy. He's not hitting it out there 340, 350 on the rag, no. But he's probably hitting it 315, 320. But do you know who does hit it out there with the long guys and does not get the credit for it? Justin Thomas. And that is my pick this week. Ooh. Okay. He is due for a big W. He's, you know, I think he's finally recovered from dropping his version of the F bomb. Right. Um, right. Yeah. He's played, you know, pretty good of late. I mean, not like great. He won the, the players, obviously, but has been, you know, kind of touch and go since then. But he shows up for majors. He needs a U.S. Open. He doesn't have a U.S. Open, right? Who? No. Justin Thomas. He only has a PGA and the PGA, right? Uh, I think it? so. I think he does not have a U.S. Open yet. He won the PGA won the in Charlotte. Yet. Yep. Is that his only major? Didn't he win one at um, – I think he might only won one to this point. Um, oh, this is should be golf nerdum. This should be, and he seems like a guy that's won multiple majors. But I swear, the only one I remember is the one at Charlotte. I I think you're right, Joe. I think he's been in top five numerous times in majors, and then he wins on the regular events and won some big events during the during the tour season that aren't majors. So we just think of him as being maybe a multiple major winner championship by now. Yeah, he only has won one. Hmm. All right. Well, interesting. Very interesting. So- Hey, still JT. number two then. <laughs> I mean, he had, he had his chance there, at Aaron Hills, when Brooks won. Uh, back when Brooks Cupcake was largely unknown. Yeah, when he was still grinding over in Europe. Yeah, grinding over in Europe for a guy who didn't like golf. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Huh. I think Brooks likes golf. I think he respects the game. I think he just. I think he's playing to that PMT audience, to be I honest. Yeah. I did, yeah. Which is smart. I mean, that's, that's marketing. Is. That's endorsement. Like, you know, I get it. And, I, so and you don't necessarily blame him, blame him. Yeah, it's, it's, he, exactly. He's You don't blame him, but you still think he's a douche. So, yeah. <laughs> we get it, but you're still a douche. Hey, so, um, Jamie, you brought this one up, and I kind of want to get into it because I think we've – we can come back to our picks and maybe another bet or two at the very end here. Kind of wanted to hit on this, the top major public tracks and what we kind of thought those were, because this week, obviously being a public immunity here, what were some other ones that we really kind of, uh, you know, liked? And do we think Tory's up there in the top, you know, two or three munis around? As far as munis, I think we just dropped Jamie. I think we did too. <laughs> I think he's but I think he's gone. I think so too. Um, <laughs> as far as Muni's though, I mean, there's there's Tory, there's Chambers Bay, and there's Beth Page. Um, Jamie'd be the perfect one to talk about that because he played Beth Page. That's what um, I was going to say. Yeah, you but, lost hey, me. Sorry. Oh, he's back. I'm back. We're back. We were just talking about your journey out in Beth Page. Oh, true. I mean, that's what like. <laughs> I have to feel. I feel like I'm biased, like, and have to rank Beth Page higher than it probably deserves. 
But I mean, hmm. I don't know if Tori makes the top three for me personally. I mean, I like Chambers Bay better just because I think those greens are cool. Like, I like big undulated greens that make you think and make you be an artist in putting. Um, pebble for the views. To call I don't think Pe- Pebble of public course is a stretch. As it, as it does for other people. <laughs> like, it looks cool, don't get me wrong, but it's Pebble. Like, it is what it is. Uh, I think Aaron Hills with, like, the fescue and, like, kind of some blinder shots. Like, Tori is a beach muni. Like, I can – I don't want to say I can get that anywhere because I can't per se, but I've played beach muni, like, public tracks. Like, it's Tori – it gets the hype because it's – because they have hosted a major. Like, right. if Tory Pines hasn't hosted a major – would it be in the top five? It's got it number five, Jamie. South is number five. Um, they've got the North Course 18th. And then Old Harding Park, where uh, Morikawa just won the PGA, was 24th. Those are the munis out in Cali. At, you know, saying number one for you, they actually ranked that number one on this golf, uh, golf.com ranking of the top munis. So what, page? Chambers Bay was number two. Oh. Actually, so you might be on track there, buddy. Beth if you're Page just looking at number- public courses, you got to throw Pinehurst up there. Yeah, I mean it doesn't have the views of Pebble, and it's still kind of a resort course. Like, uh, like Pebble is obviously not a muni, like in any sense of the term. It's still you have to you know pay out the nose to stay there and be a resort guest, and it's still a five hundred and fifty dollars tee time. So like exactly. to say that it's accessible to the the majority is just not. I'm true. here. I'm in the it's ether, not- man. I'm back. But like. <laughs> You know, I still think if you're looking at something that's accessible, like Pounders number two, yeah, it's it's an expensive course. It's the same as like playing the ocean course. I mean, fee wise, um, you know, I guess those are both technically resort courses. Not, it's not a true muni like a it's Chambers not. or a, a Tory or whatever, but like they're still easily accessible courses and you know, uh, for major courses, affordable. I mean, I don't want to say easily accessible. Like I, most people can't just go drop four or five hundred dollars on a round. And but those aren't four also, or five hundred. Those are like two fifty, which is still expensive. But I mean, it's not a pebble where pebbles five fifty before it, you step foot on the course. It's two fifty before you even tip tip a caddy. Yeah, then you got fifty dollar caddy plus a tip on top of that. And you're gonna buy something in the pro shop. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not like San Francisco residents can go play Tory Pines <laughs> for under a hundred bucks. I, exactly. I mean, that's, that's a true muni. San Diego, but I got what where you're right. yeah. <laughs> true. That's a yeah. true true muni. Yeah, that's interesting. Hey, got got two more of them here, which um, I found to be interesting, and want to know if either one of you guys knew anything about these two. In Charleston, South Carolina, that muni was ranked nineteenth, and then in Wilmington, that was ranked twenty-first. Any uh, any knowledge on either one of those two? Those in those in the Carolinas. As far as what do you mean? They, I mean they they've ranked them both in the top twenty of uh, munis across the country. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, no idea. Zero experience on either. Huh. Might might be worth searching into. But uh I'll go top I'll go top. I think I think I like Tory 
And then, like like you were saying, Jamie, though, really like Aaron Hills as well. Kind of visually kind of a fun course to look at. Yeah, just like that. It's, it was just so different. And, like, it's kind of like an Aaron Strait or Whistling Strait. Whistling Strait. That's what I was thinking. It's the same as Colder, Wisconsin. Yeah, like, it's just – it's so different than what – like, Pinehurst. Like, Pinehurst has the history, yeah. But, like, Pinehurst as a course is visually, like, kind of mad, honestly. Like, it's yeah, unpopular course. opinion, but number two is not even the best course at Pinehurst. It's not the best course at Pinehurst, and I've heard that from a caddy who's worked there for years. Would you rather play number two or the cradle? <laughs> I mean, the cradle's a part three course. That's apples to oranges. But, I mean, yeah. the whole aspect of just, like, you know, walking around barefoot with, like, a, a beer or a transfusion in your hand. It like, has to be that, right? Yeah, I mean, the cradle's so awesome. Yeah. It's, it's just, so cool. It really is. <laughs> Give me the cradle and number four over yeah. number two, I think. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that, honestly. So maybe, maybe not as, maybe not as unpopular me, as you thought. <laughs> give me mid pines and then those are. Get you, get you a little drink in your hand and walk oh, out. They, there. Got, they got music playing. I mean, out there as the sun goes down, just surrounded by a bunch of other golf nerds. It's like. Yeah, it's, it's an experience. Golf, golf them. Dude, that, that's kind of Nirvana, isn't it? Oh, it truly is. And throw in the putting course right there. This will do with spawn and it's free. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, Pinehurst, I'm sure it's the same as Pebble, though. I've never been there. Like, it's the whole resort atmosphere. Like, number two, yeah, it's got the history. And they have the core Crenshaw redesign and stuff, which if you drive right down the road, the dormitory Club's the exact same course as number two because it's also a core Crenshaw design. So, like, you can play that kind of sandy, overgrown-looking layout all over the place down there. But number two just has the history and the majors. And, you know, it's cool. You, you play it for that, obviously. It's, it's worth worth playing just for that. But, like, you go to Piners for everything else. Like, for, you know, the cradle, for the, the putting, for the Piners Brewing Co., and for walking around and just, I don't yeah. know, whenever we were there last time, we were out there at midnight putting on one of the putting greens. I mean, just because why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> True, true night putting, true night putting style. At, you know, at a place like Piners, a little different than Sleepy, that's for sure. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> hey, but can you still see the dew lines though when you're putting at midnight out there? Uh, no, because it's like 28 degrees. It was no, so well, cold. Yeah, yeah, you're not seeing. You might see frost lines, and not dew lines. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were in like a handful of different layers and couldn't fill our hand. Still worth it. <laughs> You need the true of them, like you're stealing a base or something in baseball. <laughs> well, hey guys, let's let's kind of wrap this thing up here and kind of go with what we think it takes to win, and then kind of our uh, our picks and kind of maybe a maybe a good good dark horse, a top ten, a top five, and then your winner. All right, Skeet, lead it, lead it off. Um, what it takes to win? Somebody who hits the ball straight. Uh, okay. Just because the rough is so penalizing, if you're spraying the ball, good luck. Would you Would you rather hit the ball long, and and be playing out of that rough if you can do it, or always or be playing from you know forty or fifty yards back and be hitting it out of the fairway here, the fairway all day, fairway all day, yeah, hundred percent. What if you're okay? What if you're hitting it to you're hitting it off the tee to seventy? in the fairway or you're going up there and you're hitting it about 330 you know out of the fairway here right 
I'm just trying to think about the second shots into this course and how those, how much more difficult it is if you're farther back. I don't well, know. for what it's worth, the greens aren't big mounded up like at the ocean course. Everything was elevated, right? Exactly. So like if you're in yep. the rough, yep. you had to slide in high and soft. But now you can run it up there. Hmm. So as long as you're staying in the fairway, that's kind of what we want to do. Obviously, you want to do that all the time, but even more paramount here. Yeah, but I feel like their their chances to advance the ball five inches in the rough are high versus in the fairway they're going to be at least able to hit it up to the green or around the green. A second shot out of the rough, like who knows where that ball is realistically. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess the question is going to be, you know, how how narrow are these things going to be? and Are people going to hit them? Because I think that's why Bryson won last year in the U.S. Open, just because nobody was hitting hitting, hitting the fairways there um, at all. Um, I mean, if, if they're hitting the fairways, I think that definitely takes his chances to win down significantly. I would agree with that. But also, I think that that does play directly into the hands of all the long hitters, like the last five U.S. Opens, where if you're anybody else, you have to be in the fairway, whereas those guys, they can get away as long as they don't have a total shit lie. Right. They can get away with, with okay, I'm in the rough, but I've got a wedge in my hand. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I still think it's going to be probably a John Rahm, maybe a Brooks or Bryson, maybe a DJ. You know, I'm with you, Jarb. The, I just, uh, Gary Woodland. I don't know. One I think it's going to be a long hitter. Big I think it's going to be a bomber. I, I agree. Um, yeah. You know, but Phil hits bombs. <laughs> Phil does hit bombs. Annihilation seeds too. Yeah, so I can't make that my pick. I don't want to make that my pick. <laughs> hey, you can make him your top five, your top ten. I'll give Phil a top ten. Yep. Yep. Um all right, so a kind of a random bet that I really like though. Um the lowest tournament round. Um Ian Poulter is plus 13,000 to have a low round of the tournament. Now, he's going to not be in contention. He's going to make the cut and then be somewhere towards the bottom, probably like, you know, two over, three over going into Sunday. And then he's going to go out and fire a 64 and get his name up in the top 20. And he still won't ever be in contention. But on Sunday, he's going to post the lowest round because it's just who cares golf at that point and he's arrogant. And he, he'll do it just because. And that's like, if you want easy money with great odds, Ian Poulter, lowest round of the week. <laughs> I love it. Ten, ten, ten bucks wins thirteen hundred. Hey, that's you could probably buy almost like a car like he has if you win that bet, Jar. You put a hundred on it, but that's a thirteen thousand dollar day. Yeah, that's not bad, right there. Um, yeah, also, I hate to say it, I also like P. Reed for that bet, just because he's another guy that, that uh, you know, he's just. And, a, and if no cameras are on shit. him on Sunday morning, he can do whatever yeah, exactly. the hell he wants. He's, he's going out for a who cares round, and you know, a stroll with his his wife's brother, and he's just going to have a great time. You know, he'll have his wife over, and she's got such a long horse face. She'll just eat the grass around his ball. <laughs> if you edit that out, maybe that makes me sound like a bad person. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We, we'll maybe just, we can leave it. She's a we, we might we might leave it in just because it's P. Reed. If it was any other player, we might actually care about it. That's true. You know, it's yeah. Solid. Solid. <laughs> so, hey, Jamie, who's your uh, old jar? Who's your dark horse though? I mean, you told us a couple of crazy, crazy. Uh, off the wall, you know, coming I in mean, Sunday firing low bets. But who's the dark horse? Can you call Phil a dark horse? Yeah, I think so. When he's plus 5,500. I, mean, he's, he's, I got him plus 6,500. 
Yeah, because um, our because our book always screws us. Yeah, so I mean, at plus sixty five hundred, he's old. Yeah, it's his birthday, and he just won. But I mean, he's not going to win this week. Like, there's just no way. But he hits bombs. He knows the course really well. He's playing hot right now. He's all about confidence and ego, and he has both of those working right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, like you know Phil. what? I I love that you love Phil, and I kind of love it too. And I'm probably going to sprinkle something on him just for that simple reason. Yeah. Like, the, the the juju's with him, right? Chance to win the career major. He's at home. It's his birthday week. He just won. He's feeling good. Yeah. I'm with you, Kat. Love Phil. Yeah. Love, so I, love, I, think, love I, I think John Rahm is like my smart money bet, which again, he's the favorite. So, like, big shocker there. Uh, JT, I do really like. I think he plays good. Um, and then, yeah, let's go with Phil. Hey, surprising. Like no, nobody's mentioned speed. And he's one that's kind of up there as one you of the favorites what? this week. But I just. I don't like him with, here for some reason. Same with Rory. We haven't mentioned Rory yet, and he's one of the favorites. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't see either one of those guys winning. I don't know. I, I would take Victor Hovland over both of those guys. Yeah, probably. I, and, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, I think Victor Hovland, to me, is the top five. I like Phil in the top ten. And I should probably keep him top five. But for some odd reason, I'm loving Tony Finau. Loving Tony Finau. To get it done this weekend, as the winner, not a top five, as, not a top as 10, the but as the winner. winner, as the it's, winner. I, like I said, I should probably just keep him top five. It's TFF. It is. It is. It's TFF, and if it's TFF, that'll definitely come out of my mouth Sunday night. <laughs> hey, you got there, James? For a dark horse, yeah. I'm going back to my boy Paul Casey. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. No. Nah. And you know, he's motivated, too, to try and make this Olympic team as well. So he's got a lot of uh, kind of some interior stuff along with just trying to win the Open, too. So highly motivated. Mm. Pick to win it all there or just Dark Horse? He, who else you got horse. there? There's Skeeter. Hmm. I think Marky Leishman. Four career top ten tutorial. I like it. Got the history. Been playing pretty well. I've got that top ten by then, but I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. I might I might join you with the top ten for Leishman and top five for Leishman at this point. After hearing that, you know. A little sprinkle. Yeah, a little sprinkle, potentially. Have a little exposure. And you know another name though too that's that for some reason I like, and maybe just because I like him all the time, but Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. I feel like he's a long hitter. I feel like he's – something about him says he's got the talent to win a major and he's got that moxie. I can see it. Yeah, I don't hate that. I looked at him as uh, they have a low Englishman bet. That wouldn't be bad. I'm kind of – I think I'm going with Westwood for that. I feel like it's been his year. Yeah, I don't know. Like nowhere else. That's that is true. He never played well across the pond, which makes no sense at all. No. No, and you know what else too? I'm and I'm not sure about this, but for some reason, I think if I remember correctly, Molinari might be a guy who's played a lot out here. So he'd be a really, really, really dark horse. But hey, for top five, you get him at plus two thousand five hundred, which I'm okay with sprinkle a little bit on that for a guy like him with that pedigree. He hasn't been good of late, but He's, he at least plays in the California area a lot now after he moved out there. Maybe he has a really good week. That's probably worth a little $5. Yeah. 
Yeah. A little, little five, little tenner real quick there. Throw a Benjamin or two at it. Fellas, I'm so happy we got to do this, man. Uh, we will uh, we'll continue to kind of come back here and, and, and uh, continue to talk golf throughout the, throughout the summer here. Real excited to do it with you guys and uh, always a good time. Lots of change, but uh, lots of remain the same. Most certainly. Yep. And you know what? Hopefully uh, we can all enjoy a little bit of a Appreciate rest you. there before we get this thing going here uh, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> you know, and if anybody downloads the Peacock app, be sure to tweet out your, uh, your login information to save the rest of the world because nobody wants to download that shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> big that. Friends, friends, friends. Let other friends use their peacock passwords this week. I think that's the uh, the end note that we end on right there. That's the real takeaway from this. <laughs> it is exactly. Well, you guys take it easy, and thanks for joining us here on the porch, guys. Y'all take it easy. So we learned Phil is. Uh, Maybe our favorite, if, even if he is a dark horse. Um, we're kind of leaning towards some Englishmen there, it sounds like, with Paul Casey, with with James, and uh, Phil's kind of in the mix. Uh, could be a long bomber. We think you got to hit it long, and we think it's going to be tough to hit it out of the rough. Thank you guys so much for joining us here today. We'll also be coming back throughout the, uh, throughout the summer with more golf. Uh, we might even sprinkle in a College World Series preview, working in on that. Major League Baseball as well. We'll have all kinds of information with that. Going to be fun. Real excited to have you guys back. I know it kind of took a little bit of time there to come back um, following the the heartbreak from the Mounties in the NCAA tournament. But we are back and better than ever. Season 2 here on the porch. And enjoy the U.S. Open this weekend. It's it's a great time, like Jarv said, to start it off in sports. And uh, we couldn't be happier. So enjoy enjoy the uh, the open from from Tory out there in San Diego, and uh, best best luck in finding a way to obtain some peacock action here as you continue to watch this weekend. You guys take it easy. Thanks again, and hopefully you come back with us here on the porch next time. <laughs>